wrestling fans, we are the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LiveYourGimmick. No mic, so you don't get the M-O-U-S-E, sorry. Uh, <laughs> all you need to do is just make sure you search on your favorite podcast app. If you don't already, click and subscribe. If you're joining us on Apple Podcasts, we do appreciate any five-star reviews. We also appreciate any feedback, so please leave any comments on how you like the show. Getting things started this week, if you don't know by now, my name is Jason. I'm the ringleader of this collection of Carney Smarts. Joining me this week, because we do not have... He is not ready as he'll ever be this week. Uh, Michael is gone, so I'm here with the ratings killer. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? You know how long I've waited for this? <laughs> Just flat out say, Mike, you're a bitch. I'm missing this show. But listen, it's one thing... To miss a show because of lack of sleep and being tired. <laughs> you don't ever see me missing a show because of my wife's birthday. Okay. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, so, yeah, uh, Kevin is here and uh, Michael is celebrating his girlfriend's birthday. So, and not even his wife, it's his girlfriend. That makes it even worse, right? Or maybe yeah, I know. I, I mean, know. whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. You and I have been waiting probably since episode one when it was just us. And it hasn't been just us since episode one. Uh, so. No, I feel like there was another episode somewhere and there was just the two of us. There at least, I, no, I don't think so. Another one. I, I know there has. There's at least been I really don't one. think so. I don't know, I'll have to look through the archives, but I'm pretty sure there's at least been one other one because I know he, I know he's missed at least one or two shows in the past. <laughs> yeah, but then he'd be like, "Oh, well, I mean, we can record new night. You know, I got, I got, you know, my sec, my girlfriend's second brother cousin coming over, so I can't do the show tonight." <laughs> That's, that's, a, that's oh. a great impression. <laughs> yeah, I know. You want a receipt, motherfucker, Mike? You get a fucking receipt. And the best part is he never listens to any of our shows, so unless somebody clues him into the fact that we're talking shit about him, he would have zero idea. So um, Yeah, he doesn't have enough, he doesn't have enough people that are going to, you know, <laughs> interested in him anyway. To no, nobody's going to so. stooge on us and, and tell him. So. All right. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> So this week's show then let's all, is, let's all of a sudden they went like, oh, hey, I want that Ninja Turtle t-shirt. And, hey, did you hear they talk shit about you on your <laughs> on the show? Uh, so, so without, <laughs> this is going to be the one week, the one time he listens. <laughs> so th- this week, though, we are uh, we're, we're going to be all about talking about TakeOver Vengeance Day. Though we're also going to do a little bit of four against just the two of us without him here. Uh, so it should be a less snarky episode. So if you're not a fan of the uh, the overall snark of the of the show, then uh, this this may be the episode for you. So and and I have and I have a one for or against, but I'll I'll wait till at the end of the show after you're done with your four against. So okay. it's literally just one one thing. So one thing. All right. Cool. All right. Yep. I I kind of like my my ending one though, so I I might have you you give yours before I give my last one, but we'll, we'll see. That's fine. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't know. Mine's a pretty good one. All right. I don't know. <laughs> all right. We'll let you go last. We'll see. 
All right, before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. Interesting name for a pay-per-view, Vengeance Day. It's taking place on Valentine's Day, so we're not doing the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which, you know, with NXT doing throwback pay-per-views, that might have been... That might have been one they could have pulled back out, um, but uh, but instead they went with Vengeance Day. What do you think of the title of that? I, I love it, honestly. Yeah. Like, when I when I honestly when I first heard it, I was like, "Is this like a miss?" Because I'm thinking Vengeance, you know, the pay per view Vengeance. Right, yeah. I'm like, did they just like accidentally add in day? But you know, me because most of us days run into each other anymore, and I didn't realize that the pay-per-view was taking place on Valentine's Day. Yeah. So once I, once I figured that all out, I'm, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, and, and the show is, is shaping up to be a really good one too. So let's run through the card real quick and we can kind of give some, uh, some predictions to go along with it. Now, if you have been watching NXT, you know that they've been running the annual Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. They also... Uh, produced a women's version of the tag team classic uh, for this for this year, so a little bit different with the uh, the men's and women's. Uh, I think the women's one they might get a shot at the women's championship if they win. Uh, the men's, I think, you know the the whole thing kind of um, they get the trophy. The the one thing I think that's cool about the Dusty Classic, at, at least on the men's side, is that you see people team up that are kind of like strange bedfellows in a way. Uh, so you get some mm-hmm. weird mix match tag teams. Like I think the first team that won it was Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. It was kind of neat to see them tag up. Uh, this 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 year you get Timothy Thatcher along with um, along with uh, um, Tommaso Ciampa kind of teaming up, which I thought was kind of interesting after the brutal beatings they went through. So just just some interesting uh, combinations that they have going through there, but. Real quick, we'll start with the women. And it's and, it's, and real quick, it's yeah. actually like a, the more I think about it, it's actually like a throwback to, um, and I think Triple, you know, Triple H, he loves old school wrestling, mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of almost. I don't think he intentionally meant to pattern it, but it's almost like pattern um, after the J- Jim Crockett, excuse me, Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup that they used to do in the NWA. Oh, okay, and. Those tournaments were the same thing. It was just a tournament. The winner would get the big trophy. And you would actually kind of see um, not all teams mix the match, but, like, um, I know one of the first years, like, Lex Luger and Tully Blanchard were on a team. They were both in the Four Horsemen, but, like, anybody knows, like, the tag team of the Four Horsemen at that time was Blanchard and Anderson. Right. But you got to have uh, Blanchard and Luger. Because Luger at at that time was in the Horsemen, so I think in, when you talk about the teams that are, you know, maybe say both faces, but they don't really team together a lot, or if they're both heels, vice versa, I think that's maybe kind of where he gets the concept from. Maybe not intentionally, but that's right. I think I at least see it. So no, it makes sense, and he he that could be very intentional on his part, and and being that Dusty was such a big part of that era it, it almost makes sense as well so mm-hmm. yeah i mean that, that totally makes sense so all right so starting off with the women so we got the first women's uh tag team event so you got dakota kai raquel gonzalez going against ember moon and shotzi blackheart now this has been kind of a rivalry <laughs> between the four of these uh four of these women uh, 
kind of back and forth, even around the War Games times. That they they were they were all kind of in the same type of storyline. So this is um, this is definitely going to be a bit of a grudge match as well. So what do you think? Do you think they go with the uh, the Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, who are the more of the more of the team, or do you think Ember Moon and Shotzi finally get one over on them? I I, I think yeah, I think Ember and Shotzi get one over. I think I'm gonna. I think on paper you're, you're thinking like history, like okay, the team's gonna win this one, but like honestly, I think Ember and Shotzi uh, go over on this one. Yeah, I think you're right too because it seems like Dakota and Raquel have really gotten the best of them for the most part throughout this entire rivalry. Just any time that they've had to go up against it, and they've also had such a such a dominant path to the finals. It seems like they're building up for that, but at the same time, Dakota Kai is somebody that they're elevating, so. I, I mm-hmm. can see that I could see them winning just because of that reason, but uh, but yeah, I, I'm kind of with you though. I'm I'm leaning more towards Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, and according to CBS.com, they they actually made the same pick, so we'll we'll uh, we'll agree with them on this one. On the men's side of things, we got MSK, which is Wesley Lee and Nash Carter versus the Grizzled Young Veterans, which is James Drake and Zach Gibson. Now, Kevin, I don't know if you seem too much about the grizzled young veterans, but they seem like a tag team that'd be right down your alley. They're very old school, very hard hitting. They kind of remind you of like the Andersons and and, and those type of guys, uh, brainbuster type type tag team. Uh, but um, MSK, I don't know too much about, but um, you know they 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 tend to be a little bit more on the the high flying side, I think. So you know, who who do you think you got in this one? I, you know, I, I have seen the Grizzled Young Veterans, and I know they've – was it against Undisputed Era? But they had a amazing match. I mean, it was a while ago. Um, I could be wrong. No, I think like you're I'm not, right. Because, well, I know, you I, know, and, and I think some people confuse the Grizzled Young Veterans with Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch as well, but because <laughs> they're, they're kind of yes. cut from similar cloths. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they, they've had some, some matches on NXT. I believe they have had a match against Undisputed Era uh, in the past. I mean, they, they are pretty yeah. hard-nosed guys. They're, they're very tough. I like them for the match, personally. I know uh, CBS.com has MSK winning, but I'm going Grizzled Young Vets. I think I think I will too. I mean, they. Are, I do know you're talking about. They are right up my alley, so I gotta go with them. So, yeah. I mean, they're former uh, NXT UK champs. I mean, they're 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 tough guys. So that might be a match that you've seen them in because didn't I want to say didn't they take the belts uh, off of uh, Trent Trent and um, Tyler Bate on the, the NXT yeah. UK show? You're you're right. That's where I saw. Them. Yeah. All right, and then, you know, NXT always has some short cards, so we got three matches left. First is going to be the North American uh, the North American Championship match. Johnny Gargano is defending his title against Kushida. Kushida's really come around over the over the past couple of months. He's he seems like he's getting it. When he first got into NXT, he was a little kind of wishy-washy, he kind of has the Back to the Future gimmick, it was cool, but he didn't really seem to connect with the audience or maybe connect with his character, but it seems like since he's come back from, um, you know, since he's come back from, I think he was out with a little bit of an injury, since he's come back from that, he just seems like he's a lot more focused, he's a lot more crisp, he's a lot more ruthless, Um, so I, I mean, Kushida's definitely put on a good performance, but then Gargano... 
and the way you know with the with everything that they're doing there they got their little stable building there I, man it, it, this one's i think a tough one to call and you know Johnny Takeover with Kushida uh in in, in the same ring on on a takeover i think this match is probably going to steal the show if i you know if i'm being it, honest it will steal yeah it will steal the show until maybe the main event yeah but, that's true that's true uh, uh, um, but no, I, th- I think Gargano goes over. You think Gargano I just, goes over? I just feel, yeah, I just feel like it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, well, you know, because everybody's always thinking, oh, when's Gargano going to go up? Or, what, or, you know, it's WrestleMania time. Is Gargano going to lose? Is he going to? But I just, nah, I think I'm going with Gargano. Yeah, and I, I think with my, everything. That's what if. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying that's what my gut was telling me. Yeah. I think think you're right, though, too, because I think everything that they're doing with The Way is, um, you know, having Austin Theory there in his corner, I think that's really going to to help Gargano get over in this this type of match. Because, you know, honestly, he's not winning clean anymore. He's not, you know, he's not the Johnny takeover of old, but he's still capable of having amazing matches, but he's just, you know, he's, he's taking more of that heel role on now, so... I like I like Gargano mm-hmm. too. I think it's I don't think he's going to win clean, so I think this rivalry is going to continue. But that might be the nice thing about it because we might get a couple more matches out of it. So that's yeah. um, that's definitely going to be a uh, that's definitely going to be a match that's gonna that's going to deliver on on Sunday. I can guarantee it. All right, and then we got the NXT Women's Championship match, and that is going to be Io Shirai defending against Tony Storm and. A returning Mercedes Martinez, who just returned to NXT from her short stint as a part of Retribution. That some people don't remember she was there, but she was. Uh, so, um, now, and gone yeah. after that. <laughs> and it kind of surprises me. Like Tony Storm, you know, kind of took that turned heel and has been has been really kind of built up to go against Io Shirai. So, adding Mercedes Martinez to this. Does that mean that? Let's see. It says versus Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez, so it is a triple threat. So, I mean, adding Mercedes. It's almost Mar- like they can't. It's like they can't. It's like they cancel each other out. Yeah, I think Io Shirai retains yeah. the title. I just almost wonder if they maybe they they. Shit! I pulled my headset. I thought I pulled my headset out there for a second. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, I almost feel like maybe they're not trusting Tony Storm in this this heel role yet, so that's why they had to add Mercedes to it. I don't know. I guess I haven't watched. I, I've watched NXT kind of in bits and pieces over the last couple of weeks, so maybe I, I'm missing how they kind of built this and, and made sense to have Mercedes in it. And if I am, that's that's on me for for you know not having the time to really pay close attention just kind of watching I've, I've been like Mike just kind of watching the highlights when it comes to NXT the last the last week or two but um, I, I yeah I don't know I, I don't know I think he, I think you're right EO wins I'd like to see Tony Storm win because I'm a Tony Storm mark so I'd be I'd be okay with that but um, but yeah I don't know yeah I just think EO Shirai because you know you know NXT and the most part women's champions are you know, I had those nice, decent long reigns, so I think she continues on. Yeah, you're right, but she's had a pretty long reign as it is. I mean, when, when you really boil it down, she's been champion since 
the takeover after WrestleMania. She wanted at um, in your takeover in your house, which was oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, I mean that was back in what May. I just I just don't know. I just yeah I just I don't know. Like I, you know, to your point earlier, like somebody like Tegan Knox, like could she be the like I could see her being a champ. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So so it makes you think like okay does do they win that tournament and then she's all about hey you know i won the tournament and i should be in line for a championship but then there's you know you know say hey wait you know oh you mean dakota um, kai dakota kai sorry okay yeah all right yeah sorry. so yeah so dakota and, and <laughs> yeah you got you got the wrong no, I, you got the wrong Aussie there. Tegan Knox is still out with a knee injury. Yes, yeah. It has been a long day. So. <laughs> All good. I'm just I just glad I made sense of it because I was lost. But yeah, I, I mean yeah. you're right. I, I mean you know, I can see her holding on to it for a little bit longer for sure. Uh, you know, as much as I'd like to see Tony Storm win, maybe she's just not quite ready for it. Mercedes Martinez. I don't know. This would be a good way for them to build her, and she could definitely be kind of that dominant, almost like a Shayna Baszler type type heel champion if if they really wanted to kind of book her that way. But I don't know. I I don't know. I, I'm, now, I'm. Are we are we gonna are we gonna take over WrestleMania weekend or WrestleMania week or? I don't think so because WrestleMania <laughs> is two nights, so I don't think they're gonna do takeover and have WrestleMania be two nights. Because they're, they're doing the same thing they did last year where they're they're splitting it up. Which is going to be a live crowd there for both nights. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you look at I mean, you look at the Super Bowl, they had like 20 at least 25,000 people there. Yeah. So you got to figure they're going to have at least that they're going to have at least that many. Maybe if they're allowed more, probably not, but Yeah, I think um, they've already said they're going to stick it to 20,000, but WWE can the thing is, though, they could probably do more because they can space them out better because of the the seating on the floor. Yeah, so, but it's just a matter of how many, even even with spacing out, do they want that many, right. even in the vicinity? So, I would guess. Never honestly, le- nevertheless, it's gonna be. It, nevertheless, it will be at least pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, to finally have, I mean. I know, like, AEW's had fans back, but, like, have a crowd like that big right. back, so. Yeah. And, and I, I like, I think WWE's done it right. I mean, NXT has always had, like, the fan, like, not not the fans, but, like, their, kind of more their developmental talent around the outside of the ring, chanting and stuff like that, and, yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool, it adds a little bit to it, and then having the crowd kind of in the background in Daly's place, I almost wonder, I, sometimes I almost wonder if, because they really don't show shots of the crowd anymore in NXT or in uh, AEW. I almost wonder if maybe they got in trouble with people maybe sitting too close together or something. So they're they're not they're not peering out to the crowd at all anymore. Yeah. Cause they'll, they'll show the guys around the ring, but they really don't show shots of the fans anymore. Where where they first had fans in there, they were starting to show shots of the fans now and again. But I, that's just one thing I've noticed from the last two weeks of watching. I mean, because even when they had uh, Moxley come through the crowd, they showed him when he first like kind of walked out to like the to the arena, but then they didn't really show him too much until he got to the ring. Oh. So. I can't uh, say that I've even looked to notice. So okay, <laughs> I just notice weird <laughs> little things now and again. All right, so we're both saying yeah. Io wins wins and retains. 
And I think um, CBS.com agreed with us there. They also agreed with us on the Johnny Gargano routine. So, so far, uh, we're, we're, we're right along here with uh, CBS posting this. I'm going to disagree with them on this next one, though. Uh, the NXT Championship, and this is definitely going to be the match of the night, <clears throat> without a doubt. Finn Balor, Pete Dunne, NXT Championship. I am super excited for this match. I love Pete Dunne. I love this version of Finn Balor. I think these two guys are going to kill each other in the ring, figuratively and literally, and it's going to be one hell of a match. What do you think? I'm going. Uh, it's Pete Dunne's time, man. I it's got to be right. I agree with you. I it's really got, think it's 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 got to be. If not I mean, now, when was the long- yeah exactly? He was the longest reigning NXT UK champ. Right. I mean, one of the longest reigning like champs, like you know, we've had long reigning women's champions. Yeah. You know, between between Oscar Baszler, uh, the, the yeah, the UK women's champ now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's time. You know what I mean? Like, and it's time, for, and he could do a lengthy, you know, run. Um, no, it's it, it is. Like, I know this could be like a really great match or anything, but I would, I wouldn't mind even seeing like just almost like a total domination hmm. from Pete Dunne. Yeah, I know it's probably not gonna happen. Yeah. I'm sure they're gonna have like a good twenty thirty minute you know barn burner of a match. Yeah, um, maybe not this match, but maybe down the you know a couple of title defenses or so. But like, yeah, it's time. I mean. Pete Dunn, whether he's face or heel, it don't matter. He's he's a badass, and yeah, he needs to be their champion. He really is, I, and I I'm all for that. CBS has Finn Balor retaining, but I really do think that this is Pete Dunn's time. I I think it's um I think it's long overdue. If it wasn't for COVID, I think he would be in that spot already. Honestly, because you know without mm-hmm. him getting stuck in the UK, but that might have been the best thing for him because he came back looking leaner meaner and better than ever so i mean you know mm-hmm. he, he's just he's so good and his style can adapt to anybody it doesn't matter if he's in there with a guy seven foot tall 300 pounds or or a high flyer lucha libre he can wrestle that style it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because he, he just he, has he's a, be- he's he's believable yeah like when he pulls when he pulls people's fingers apart even though it's obviously 100% work, you still cringe every time you see oh, it. Oh, every time. Like, every like if time. you're not, you know what I mean? If, if you don't, if you don't, you're not a real, like, fan. You know what I mean? Like, oh, if God, you I, sit there and say, oh, yeah, whatever. I, don't like, rub watch. my fingers. Like, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> but just, like, everything, the bendings. And my favorite spot of his is when he takes a guy's arm, like, their hands back like this, and the elbow is up in the air. Yeah. And he stomps the top of their elbow down into their wrist, down into the palm of their hand, into the mat. Like, is that really? I mean, god damn. Yeah. Like, every time I see that, it cringes. Yeah. Even though, he, obviously, he knows how to work it, but one wrong thing with that. Imagine, like, that really happening to you. So that that's what it is about him. He's just so – he's one of the few believable, I guess, like, wrestlers. Yeah, we have. 
So it's kind of like it's kind. He's kind of like a. It's almost like Kurt Angle. You see Kurt Angle in there. And Kurt Angle was a badass. Kurt Angle was the same way. He could have these barn burner matches with Benoit or Shawn Michaels, but then he go against Taker, Big Show. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Uh, Kane, Kane have amazing freaking. I mean, he had a match with Kane uh, when it was years and years ago. One of the better matches you'll ever see. So that's kind of like Pete Dunne. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, not that Pete Dunne's like, you know, Kurt Angle. I mean, Kurt Angle's Kurt Angle. But you get what I'm saying. No, I, I totally get what you mean. He he literally can have a match with anybody, and he's he's just that talented. And, and the thing is, too, and it's not that he's a bad promo or a bad talker, but he doesn't even need to say much. He says more with a look than what most guys can do mm-hmm. in a 20 minute promo. It's just the way that he uses yeah. his eyes, the way that he just his whole presence and demeanor and just the way that he burst onto the scene in NXT UK like during that whole thing where he just he just headbutted I think um Tyler Bate like right in the face. Like he just yeah, I mean just from that moment going forward, he just made himself a star like he's you give him, mm-hmm. you give him, you crack the door open a little bit for him. He's the type of guy that's just going to kick it right in. So I'm excited mm-hmm. if, if they do go that direction and you do see Pete Dunn as NXT champion. I'm really excited to see what the future is going to hold for NXT. And and not that Finn's been a bad champion. I I like that. Like like I said, I I love this edition of Finn Balor, and I would love to see this version of Finn Balor on the main roster because I think honestly this edge and this attitude is what he was missing the first time around. You know, the, the mm-hmm. all smiles, Finn, not that it was bad, but, you know, when he was in NXT, he had this mystique about him, and he had the demon persona, and the way that they used it was perfect. And he, and, But when he went up to the main roster, he became more nice guy, cookie cutter, and, and that just wasn't him. Yeah. So this version of him, I think, is great, and I really think it would translate well if he, if he did go back up to Raw or SmackDown. But I really just think that this is just, like you were saying, I, I think that this is Pete Dunne's time, and if, if now, when. Yeah, and, and Finn Bauer is one of those guys that, like, when NXT was really not first starting, but, like, maybe when you first started watching, and you would always tell me, have you watched NXT yet? And I know we've talked about this many times. Yeah. But, like, you would always say, like, no, I haven't had a chance, I haven't had a chance. And then one of the people you would always say to watch is like you need to watch this Finn Balor you need to watch his characters you need to watch this demon persona and like not knowing like once I finally eventually did like research on the guy if you go back to his days of wrestling over in England and Scotland and all those you know places overseas like all the personas and shit that he did it was like Holy shit. And then, you know, all the stuff in New Japan. And so, yeah, I, to your point about Finn Balor, it was main roster. Okay. Not, not the same Finn Balor. So yeah, definitely. And, and I think, I think the injury had a lot to do with it because I think when he came back after tearing his labrum and having that serious injury where he won the universal championship and only, Never even got to defend it. I mean, he was barely champion for 24 hours before having to relinquish it. I, I just don't think he ever found his footing or had had the same... I, I think the aura about him kind of went away there, and they didn't... Mm-hmm. When, when they brought him back, 
they didn't bring him back in a way that that preserved it. And I think it just kind of he just kind of lost all of his momentum at that point in time. So I, I think more than anything yeah. that it's it's just more you know, he's gotten that back, he's gotten that edge back. So I think if if he's able to, I, I, I think it's good. I, I don't know. I just think he's going to have a better run there. But I'm excited to see Pete Dunn. I, I really hope he wins this match. Um, and and it's, it's kind of fits the NXT formula because Finn's defended the title now a few times. He's had some hell of matches with Kyle O'Reilly and some some really, really tough matches uh, just in general. And, you know, I, I think I think he's kind of proved his worth as, as NXT champion in the second run and, I think it's just time to to move on to somebody else, and Pete Dunn should be. The and, the, and that's and that's the thing too. Like you put the title on Pete Dunn, and like I know Kyle O'Reilly's had like shots and everything, but like Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunn program. Yeah. Like I mean, I know they fought and everything, but they haven't really had a like one on one chase the title program. Even if Pete Dunn's like. You know, going against the undisputed era or whatever, you know what I mean, or having matches with all of them or here and there. But like, you imagine like, like Dunn and right like on a big stage, like oh my gosh, what that would what what that would be, you know. So, um, even some stuff with Pete Dunn and Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. I mean, my my God, I mean, I know uh, we've all seen it, yeah. But guess what? We want to see more of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think, and I think, Flair, Flair and Sting, Flair, Flair and Sting, you didn't get sick of after the first two or three times they wrestled. Right. You constantly want to see it. You know what I mean? Um, same thing with Rock and Austin. Um, not, like I said, not that these rivalry, it's not, it's, it doesn't mean they're the same. Right. I'm just, yeah, it's, like, not, it's not, you know, it's apples, it's apples, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's apples and oranges. But if I'm trying to compare something that like you've seen so many times, but like, hey, let's see more of it. So. Oh yeah, no, I, and I agree with you. And honestly, too, I think, I think Pete Dunn does a little bit more because if, especially if you're trying to build new talent in in NXT and and kind of build more main eventers, I think you need a good heel champion to go up against. I mean, they have a a, a stable full. Of, of babyface guys that they can kind of build up and elevate mm-hmm. to a main event level to challenge Pete Dunne. And I, I think that's what they need because you think about when, you know, Kevin Owens was champion, they, they, you know, even though it was kind of a short time, they lined up a few babyface people and kind of elevated them to that main event level. Same thing with Samoa Joe. You know, they, they would have these guys. So that you need kind of like a, a dominant heel sometimes to, to help build up some more baby faces that, that, that can eventually overtake him until you get that one that really kind of latches on and, and makes a big name. I yeah. Think, I mean, I think that's something NXT's almost been missing a little bit, you know, to, they just don't. Yeah. I mean, that. they did. I mean, even Bobby Roode, like Bobby Roode, yeah. he had, a, he had his rematch with Nakamura. He beat Nakamura. He went against, uh, well, Kenta as he's known now, yeah. but, um, Kenta, um, a day I'm sure he had a time. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, trying to think who else. I don't know if he. I don't think he wrestled Gargano on a takeover, but I know he had matches with him. But then it's like he had all these the people he went against, and then he ran into McIntyre. You right. know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. I just I think 
there's a lot to get out of it as Pete Dunn as champion. I think, like you said, there's plenty, plenty there to have some good matches. Right. All right. Well, I think we pretty much covered that. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really looking forward to TakeOver Vengeance Day. Hopefully everybody else is too. So make sure you check it out on Sunday. And uh, let us know what you think. Uh, give us a tweet at Live Your Gimmick. Let us know what your predictions are or, you know, how you like the, the pay-per-view. But um, I guess before we wrap this up, let's, uh, let's go to our new critically acclaimed amazing segment, For or Against. I'm excited for this. So it's not going to be quite as exciting with just two of us because, you know, sometimes it's fun to have the, the third wheel here for, for something like this. But uh, nonetheless, let's soldier through it and let's uh, let's get a little four of against going. So uh, the first one that I have on here is for or against more than one Elimination Chamber match. As of right now, it, it, it doesn't seem like WWE's announced it. Now, I have not watched SmackDown because um, – it, it aired today, and we record on Fridays, and normally I come home on Friday, and I watch WandaVision with my daughter, and then I, I, I pop on to record this podcast. So I, I have not watched, so, but it does I, not seem like there I, is. I, I, um, for SmackDown? Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, if you want me to give you a spoiler, I can. Well, okay, did, they, we announce, about- did they announce another Elimination Chamber? Okay, so basically, Roman and Paul Heyman came out, and uh, the big thing for SmackDown to kick off the show was Roman had a big, huge announcement. It was on Twitter. Okay. To kick off SmackDown, so Roman comes out and says, and they said, "Yes, there will be an Elimination Chamber match." Huh. Okay. The Roman said, "The winner of the Elimination Chamber match will face me." Right after the match is over. So oh, the title. wow. Oh, okay. So basically, they're going to get their asses kicked in the Elimination Chamber, then he's going to step yes. in and spear him and end the night. Yes. Yes. Okay. This is, and then and, and he, he finished it by, because he, he, he announced it, and he had the title on his shoulder, and he just brushed it off the... <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was great. I mean, just great visuals from him. Um... So I'm trying to think of all the. Uh, so what they did is they had a couple tag team matches, and whoever won the tag team match, those two would be in the chamber. Oh, okay. Um. So like the main event was Brian and Cesaro against uh, Rude and Ziggler, and Brian and Cesaro won, I believe. So they're so in. Cesaro's gonna be in the chamber. Um, oh wow. Yeah. Um, Jay Uso is in the chamber. Ooh. Um, because I think Roman put him in there. Okay. I don't know the whole thing, but that's what I'm guessing. Because I, I did, I caught bits and pieces of the show and read some. Um, so don't quote me on that. I know Kevin. I believe Kevin Owens is in it. Okay. And I'm trying to think who the other two are. Corbin and. Whoever his tag team partner was tonight, Nakamura. Sammy Zayn. Oh, Zayn. Okay, Sammy Zayn. <clears throat> no Nakamura. So basically, huh? that kind of surprises me. Yeah, no, no, yeah. They, I think Nakamura was in the match to go for, it, but they lost to uh, Corbin. Whoever his partner was, I can't remember. But they lost to Corbin and uh, Zayn. Okay. Um. So basically, at the end of the show, like, ended up being a schmoz of everybody. 
and yeah. Owens came out and stunned everybody as yeah. like Roman like watched from the stage, and Owens like no Roman watched from the back like ah these guys are all beating their each other's asses and I'm watching. Yeah. And then Owens came out stunned everybody, sat down in a chair, looked at the camera, basically to end the show and said, you know, I'm coming for you, Roman, and that's how the show ended. So all right, cool. It was actually a pretty good show. Yeah, SmackDown has been. From what I yeah. saw, so. <clears throat> so that that being said, then so same thing, same question then for or against. Do you like that there's more than one elimination chamber match? So it, it kind of like it. It just seems. Now I get with the the Royal Rumble, right? Having the women's Royal Rumble, and I, I like that because it's, it's it's different, right? You're not having two men's Royal Rumbles. It's a little bit different. And when they've done elimination chambers in the past. They had, like, a women's tag one along with a men's one or something like that. But in this case, you're having two men's chamber matches, which, you know, there could potentially be a third one announced if they do a women's one, too. So with a, with a gimmick match like that, do you like that there's more than one on the same card? Um, I do, actually. Okay. Um, I do because I like the... Not that they do it all the time, but there's always that element of surprise to where I think back to, and this is a little, not, it's not history lesson, it's just a stroll down memory lane. Mm. One of my one of my favorite like chamber moments, other than Eric Bischoff announcing it <laughs> <laughs> for, for, the, for the first time, but one of my favorite chamber moments was, um, I want to say maybe 2000 and eight or something like that um edge defended the wwe title in the first chamber match of the night yeah and remember and i believe triple h ended up winning that yeah um and then as we got to the world heavyweight title chamber match edge came out was it kofi kingston i think yeah. took kofi kingston out yeah, he took kofi locked out. himself in the pod and then in a winning the world heavyweight title that night. So, yeah. like, to me, that was awesome. You just lost the WWE championship, and then two hours later, you just won the world heavyweight championship. Yeah. So, I like stuff like that. I got you. Um, and it's, and it's, it's a great style match. So, I don't mm-hmm. mind. I don't mind two of them. So, yeah. And I think I like it too when there's different stakes involved. I, I think that matters as well. Because if you're just doing one for the WWE championship and then doing another one for the Universal championship, you know, and, and you know, to your point, if something like what happened with Edge happens, that makes it a little bit more interesting. But for the most part, you're basically seeing the same match twice. But if you're if you're doing one for one championship and the other one for a number one contendership, where you're gonna you're gonna get a shot immediately after the match is over, like that that puts different stakes on it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that makes it I think a little bit better. So I I guess I'm I'm definitely yeah, it, in it for that. It, as long as one of them is like maybe for a title. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't like both of them. Like being like, oh, this is number one contendership. I guess I don't know. Yeah, and I, it seems like they're they're making more of a conscious effort with that too. Because when you look back to the Hell in Cell pay per view, we had what three Hell in the Cells, but all three of them had different stakes to it because the you know the Roman one with with USO was an I quit match. You know, so mm-hmm. I guess that they're at least trying to refresh it a little bit and make it so it's not so. The, you know, making sure it's not the exact same match. So I, I guess I could give them credit yeah. there. Like one of them stayed in the ring, the other one they went out. You know, so it, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but uh, all right, cool. So moving on from that, 
Are you for or against the AEW Women's International Tournament? Um, I, I guess, I don't know. Indifferent, just because I don't really care. Okay. <laughs> just because, like, it, it'd be different if it was, like, if, if the title was vacant, then I'm for it. I gotcha. But, yeah. but it's just it's just that you gotta go through all this shit just to get a shot at it. Like to me it's different. But the for the you know I don't mind tournaments and stuff like that for like vacant titles. But like just to do it to do it. Because <laughs> that's what I think it really is. Yeah. It's just to do it to do it. Yeah. Now, granted, I can kinda see where they're coming from. They're trying to um I don't wanna say showcase the possibility of women, but maybe it might be, it actually maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's, it's a chance to get their women some more work. I think more than anything, really, if you think about it, like, it's just like, you know, it is, but it, it's, it, but it's weird. Kind of anything with AEW. some of the women that are in it aren't even, I mean, I guess like, you know, Layla Hirsch, the who they call legit Layla Hirsch, she's she's shown up on AEW TV a little bit, and she's going up against Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa's not technically in AEW. She's an NWA superstar. Then you got NWA women's champion Serena Deeb going against Riho. So Riho is listed as a, a United States competitor when she's actually from Japan. Uh, Take Conti, who they they've had around, but has said that she's not under contract, is is in it going up against Nyla Rose, and then of course you got Britt Baker and Anna Jay. So I mean you got that, but then everybody on the Japan side, none of them are W or AEW superstars. They're they're mm-hmm. all or AEW wrestlers. They're all they're just all from Japan. So I, I mean it's great that you get some of this international talent, some exposure. And you get to see talent that you've never seen before, which is which I guess, in my opinion, is awesome. But you take some risks, right? So with um, you know, with with, with the one you got uh, Makai Ito, she's um, she's a little eccentric. When uh, when she was announced, she tweeted out a, a picture of her with the bracket, and it said, um, it said, what did it say? Hey, motherfuckers, or something like that. <laughs> So, and Cody tweeted positively to that, but then on another tweet, if you scroll down a little bit further, she referred to herself as the God of love and piss. And then in another tweet, she referred to herself to the God of shit. So there's like little things there where you're kind of exposing your company a little bit to, you know, talent that you really can't control. Now those tweets have been deleted, which is fine. And I'm sure, you know, you might you know, some people might look into that differently than others and, and it is what it is, but, but now here's my question though. Like, is this compare this to like, say the, the May Young classic, I'm not saying compare them because they're not the same things, but like, are you for like May Young classics? Because like, what, what, what's, what's the point of that then? No, you're right, and and here's the difference. I like the and I I'm not saying that I don't like this because, like I said, I, I do like that you're going to get to see some talent that you don't normally see. Oh, I definitely don't like it. I'm just... <laughs> the, the thing the thing with <laughs> unless unless it comes down to like Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, that's all I care about. Well, they're honestly. in the same bracket. It can't. So it's going to come to it's get well, it's going to come down to one of those 
to be in the semi in the semifinals it'll come down to them or the finals for the US it'll come down to them but then it's going to then the US winner is going to face the Japan winner so can't technically come down to the two of them but no in in the May Young Classic for me that's different because they're not using TV time for that now unless I'm wrong and they're going to do some of this on their YouTube channel or dark but if all these matches are taking taking place on Dynamite, they're putting it on their normal AEW television, as opposed to and, and you know taking time up for for again people you know you got you already got New Japan invading, you got Impact invading, you have people on your own roster that barely see TV time, and now you're going to bring in more people that aren't on your roster to take take some of that TV time. I guess that's where maybe I have a little bit yeah. of an issue with it. The Mae Young Classic is something they do for the network, and that is a completely separate program, and that's something you yeah. can go to and watch if you want to, and it's your thing. It's not basically forced down your throat. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, when AEW did their tag team tournament, their women's thing, that was not on AEW TV. That was actually done differently so i guess if they do it that way then then maybe it, it it wouldn't be that big of a deal but again it's harder to watch it's not like they have their own network where you can just go and find it easily it's you got to find it on youtube or find it on, on yeah i just uh, put it on. yeah i don't yeah i don't know it just it doesn't i don't know i don't know i i just think i i, I get the i get what AEW is doing i do i i really I get where they're coming from and I get the the logic and the thought behind it and I'm not saying I'm I, I'm not saying I'm against it. I just think that for a company that is a year old, maybe taking on all of this is just too soon. Does that make sense? Yeah, probably. I mean just just, just Yeah, I just I don't think it should be it probably shouldn't be as big as it is and it should just be a a select few, you know what I mean? Like, like maybe like the women you have that are there all the time, but maybe not a random here or there. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess it's it's um yeah it, it teach your own. You know, like I said, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just I'm just saying it's 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 just a little weird how they're setting it up. But <clears throat> that's neither here nor there. All right, moving on before I go into a coughing fit. Uh, for or against? Now, this is something I've kind of noticed AEW doing over the last couple of weeks, and this is actually something I'm for, but I'm curious on, on what you what you think. And uh, there might be one or two slight drawbacks to it, but AEW starting off with a match. Like, basically, they're coming on the air with a match ready to go. and They've been doing that for the last couple of weeks. I'm curious what you think. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm for it, but not like a consistent. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I, 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 I'm I, for it, but not against. <laughs> but not, not every week. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I like it because you know you get right into the action, and I think sometimes like WWE has this weird ass formula of starting everything with a fucking promo or an announcement or something like that. Sometimes it's cool just to get right into the action. The only drawback to that, though, is if you're trying to tell a story like, you know, they started off this week with the AEW uh, TNT Championship match. Darby Allen 
versus Joey Janela. And Joey Janela hasn't really been around AEW TV for the most part over the last few weeks. So this is one of his you know first match back in a while. He's going up against Darby Allen, you know, for the for the championship. They they made a big deal about it last week, and they're kicking off the show with it. And during Janela's entrance, they started recapping the Kenta and Moxley thing from last week. So it's just kind of like, oh, okay, so we got this guy we're supposed to be. That's that's the thing I noticed about AEW, like some of AEW shows. Like guys are late, like not every week, but like some here and there. The pacing's been real bad. Yeah, maybe that's you know, so like yeah, it's just been like, um, not this past week, but the week before. Uh, the show pacing was real bad, and then it helped that like NXT's show uh, was like really awesome. Not mm. not not uh, not this past one, but the week before, like the NXT had like like top to bottom, like their pacing was really good. And AEW's wasn't so like it's just sometimes it's not. I don't know. I'm still not. And that could be a side effect of of trying to include all this extra talent, though, too. Is that maybe it's they're trying to tell too many stories and they're kind of overlapping everything? Yeah, it's almost to a point where they, you know, they've almost outgrown just having the one show. Like if they're yeah. able to get a, a second show, even if ratings wise it doesn't do great or anything like that, but maybe it could be something. Yeah, so. Tony Khan has talked a lot about that, and and I guess this could be another for or against. He's talking about adding an extra hour of television now. It's not going to be an extra hour added on to Dynamite. It's going to be an hour separate to that, but it will only be an hour-long show. So are you for or against them having an hour-long show on a different night? Um, I'm for it if it is, like, pretty much action. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. maybe maybe one, possibly two promos or something like that. Like, almost kind of like a... Uh, they used to have a show back in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, it was called Wrestling at the Chase in uh, St. Louis. And it was an hour-long show. They did two 20-minute matches and, like, in, like, two studio interviews, and that was it. But it was, like, the hottest, like, show, like, highest-rated show, um, like, for years and years, right? It was called Wrestling at the Chase. And because um, it was just boom to the point. All right, here we are. Let's have a match, you know, have a little interview after your match, how'd that go, you know, and then, the, you know, maybe another interview, a main event, the show was over. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think an hour, nice hour long show um, wouldn't be too bad. Because sometimes when you watch hour long shows, you're almost like wanting more. Mm. Like three hours, it's like, this has been too long. Right. But then when you watch only an hour, you're like, God, I wish there was like even when like Nitro started, mm. you know, Nitro was only an hour. There was times where I was like, God, I wanted to see more. Yeah. So. No, you're right. Even with a two-hour show, too, if it's done right, it kind of leaves you wanting more. And I agree, mm -hmm. three hours just almost is way too way too long. But yeah, yeah like hour two-hour show, yeah, without a doubt, if you do it right, it can leave you wanting more. And there's times AEW leaves me wanting more. There's times that. NXT leaves me wanting more. There's, I, I can't remember the last time Raw left me wanting more. <laughs> SmackDown, there's times that SmackDown leaves me wanting more. <laughs> Raw, not so much. <laughs> I want a lot less of Raw. Yeah. Isn't that the fun? Isn't that so funny too? Like, honestly, like, especially when SmackDown moved to Fox, and I mean the first show on Fox, SmackDown, like, was great. 
you know, with The Rock and everything. Obviously, they pulled all the big guns for everything. Right. But, like, SmackDown went to shit, remember? I mean, they were absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. And then here came Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, Monday Night Raw, you know, it, it it's your turn. Yeah. What are you going to do? So, right. what do you got for us? Uh, hopefully, hopefully Edge is able to kind of because I, I I really feel Edge is probably going to stick with Monday Night Raw, so hopefully he can kind of lead that ship a little bit better and and kind of maybe get some more direction, tell some good stories, make something compelling over there to to kind of draw some eyes. Not that McIntyre is not doing a good job, he just doesn't have the problem is he doesn't have a foil like they they need that they need that. They need that. They almost need that dominant heel, kind of like Roman, because they if they had a stable full of of heels to line up against McIntyre, it would be different. I think they'd be a much more compelling team. They just don't. They don't. Yeah, they definitely do not. And and that's that's kind of the the and 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 McIntyre is not a Edge is the type of talent that can uplift somebody to that spot. I don't know if McIntyre is that that person yet. I think he'll eventually become that person, but I don't think he's there yet. He's not the Hulk Hogan name that can like bring this guy up and make him a big deal. You need somebody that can do that. Edge can do that. So I'm curious to see how that how this that all shakes out. But all right, so moving on. Um, here's here's a here's one that I I meant to start off with. I don't know what happened to it, but this one is uh, for or against the Royal Rumble winners not having picked their opponents yet. Um. I'd say I'm, I'm against it. Yeah. Just fucking, just let me know. Like they, they should, they should have had to pick. Like they should have like a week. <laughs> like they, no, they should no. It should be the next night. Like have all champions come to Raw. You know what I mean? Because first of all, that would you know since Raw's ratings have been in the fucking toilet. Mm-hmm. Hmm, sounds like a good idea to me. Let's get Roman. Oh my God, Roman Reigns is gonna be on Raw. Right. Paul Heyman's gonna be back on Raw decisions should be made the next night because not only like I mean now you start your build that's when you should start your build is the night after the rumble yeah. like right away yeah. like if this was 19 this was 1997 or, 19, or 1998 and Austin won the Royal Rumble you knew Austin was going to Mania and he was going against the champion right and and, well, and that's and that's a, that's a difficult thing. That time. <laughs> that, and that and that's what I was gonna say is that's the difficult thing is having, you know, what I mean, like, right, um, multiple champions. So I like it. I like it too. Just kind of like you, I, I kind of have that old school mentality that I want that long build up because to me, there's nothing better than the build up between Rock and Austin leading into WrestleMania. You know, it just just the. Especially the the one where they did the My Way video mm. and all that stuff, where they made Deborah the Rock's manager and and all that stuff. That it, it just was this long drawn out build that that got you all the way there. That I mean, that's I love that. And and the same thing with um you know and even even last year with McIntyre, you knew from the get go McIntyre was challenging Brock Lesnar, and and I feel like it would have been that style build to where it would have built a ton of anticipation, but I think. Unfortunately, COVID kind of, kind of took the wind out of the sails when mm-hmm. you know, they literally took the wind out of the sails and couldn't do it in Raymond James Stadium with a hundred thousand people. <laughs> so, 
You like that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 let, me, let me walk over to the drum set here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I'm I'm kind of against that. I like I like to know right away so we can start building that st- that story. Especially with like I really think with Bianca, why not just challenge Sasha or make it you know make it known who you're challenging and start building that story for her because. They have a lot of momentum with her right now, and I think if they don't capitalize on that and, and have that compelling story going into it, you know, think of that story that Booker T and Triple H were able to tell just on their road to WrestleMania. Like, you need that that mm-hmm. story to, like, really invest you, because how invested were you in Booker T before that before that story got built? Yeah, and then, and then how, like, also with that, did you realize, my God, I didn't realize how much of a racist Triple H is. <laughs> or the king on his commentary oh my god but come on listen i i i I am giving everybody who anybody listens to her show some homework if you have the network go back and watch the booker t triple h match from wrestling wrestlemania 19 and just listen to like that was jr and king at their like that was one of their best like matches they ever called yeah just because like the riff that they had through that whole match. Like that that was King like on his game. Yeah. And even and even JR too. Like <laughs> one of my favorite one of my favorite matches they ever called. Like you're not even hardly even really paying attention to the match. You're just listening to them. Yeah. So Yeah. God, they, they were great. Yeah, God, JR. You're, you're, you're present. Uh now, now you want a ref. You're uh <laughs> what what do you say? He's like you're president of the Triple H fan club. You're nature's best buddy. <laughs> and now you want to be a ref. <laughs> yeah. And now you want to. Now you want to ref. Oh my God! And Jr. was talking about like, uh, what was it? Ric Flair like uh, grabbed Booker T's uh, <laughs> leg and he he like uh, twisted his leg or something. And he's like, oh, clumsy old Booker T tripping down the steps trying to get in the ring. He's like, oh my God. Jr.'s like, that. He, he he's trying to help him in the ring. That damn logic, logic went out back in 82. Like, oh my God. Seriously, go, I, I'm going to, when we're done here, I'm going to have to go back and watch that. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad I could bring that back for you. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I'm I'm for the long. I almost lost what we were even talking about. I'm all for the long, I'm all for the long build up because I I think it makes a more compelling match at, at Mania personally. But that's just me and Kev obviously. So that we're on the same page there. If Michael were here, he'd be like, "No, I don't want to know. Fuck that. Who cares? No, it doesn't matter. No. It's gonna be a shitty yeah. match anyway." Yeah, so. I want to see. Yeah, I want to see. Yeah, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch it anyway. It doesn't the, matter. The, the last time they had buildups like that, I was negative seven years old. So, <laughs> yeah. Last time they had buildups like that, I was negative seven years old. There you go. That's that's <laughs> that's a title for the show. All right. <laughs> Okay, so uh, real quick, we'll kind of run through these. That's 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 the title of the show. Not you don't see me uh, missing a show for my wife's birthday. Oh yeah, that, that probably <laughs> is too. All right. <laughs> okay, so here here's my four against for you. Oh, I wasn't done yet, but okay, if you want to ask, you oh okay, it. just real quick, four or against Michael coming back to the show. <laughs> 
just kidding. Uh, I'm for it just because he's he he adds a little bit to it. <laughs> yeah, no, he does. <laughs> All right, real quick. Uh, Sammy Guevara quitting quit the inner circle this week. He for or against it? Um, I'm for it just because. Um, I just like how I just what I liked from it more than anything was just like. Jericho's reaction, like I'm, I'm a huge Chris Jericho mark, and just Chris Jericho, how he acted afterwards, like he literally felt like, like his puppy just ran away. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. And like even yeah. all some of the stuff he's posted, like he posted the it was the inner circle like as a puzzle, and Sammy Guevara, <laughs> I can't talk because <laughs> I'm laughing. Sammy Guevara's puzzle piece was like drifting away. Yeah, and like Chris Jericho, like on all his social media, was like, I just, I can't believe it still happened. I just, I, I can't believe you're gone. So why did this have to happen? And he like posted this picture of this puzzle, and Sammy Guevara's piece is just floating away. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I don't know. Now I'm for it because I, I'm only for it because I want to like just. It's intriguing to see where it's gonna keep going so i think that's what's been good about the inner circle and i think with this it's almost like they kind of refreshing themselves with uh mjf and warlow like because now you're like all right it's not just the same old stale of uh, five guys but now we got these two guys in and been causing riff and now we're all like trying to be tag teams and we're all you know what i mean we're trying to be something different different so like they've at least done something to maybe keep some people like somewhat intrigued. So I'm for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm for it too. I, I think it's, I think it's an interesting storyline. I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes as well. All right. So last week, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford, who was <coughs> looks smoking hot, by the way, oh got, got married on AEW TV um, for or against wrestling weddings. Um, I'm indifferent. No, if it's <laughs> if it's the bitch meeting heaven, yeah. <laughs> I'm all for it. All right. <laughs> um. God, I don't know. There have been some good ones. I mean, as corny as overplayed as yeah. wrestling weddings are, there hasn't been too many bad ones. If you think about it. True. I mean, honestly, like, if you think about, like, the the, the, the Stephanie test one. Yeah. Triple, Triple H came out. That's, like, Triple H came out as a player out of that one. You know what I mean? Like, right. like that was, like, Triple H almost, like, on the map. And then, like, you know, Triple H and Stephanie's renewal of vows. Triple H becomes a big-time babyface for a short while. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. builds that story up, like. I mean the 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 Chuck and Billy one. I mean with Bischoff. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? Like you might be uh, changing my mind on my opinion here. <laughs> I'm serious, but like it, uh, Edge and Lita's with yeah. Kane coming out. Um. Uh, oh my gosh! And, speaking of, speaking of Kane and Lita, real quick, not to interrupt you. I don't know if I posted it in our group chat or not, but there was a meme that said. Um, uh, oh, had, Snitsky? Yeah, had Snitsky not punted Lena Edge's baby or Lena King's baby. Yeah, fourteen today or like, something. Like yeah, that. he made fourteen. 
Uh, shout out to whoever made that. That was funny. Anyway, go ahead. Or wasn't it something? Hadn't Shinitsky not uh, like pushed her or whatever? I thought he pun- he punted the baby. Remember? Oh, I thought it was, I thought oh, I thought it was <laughs> the fake baby. Oh yeah. Yeah, no. but but it was something like that. Yeah. Um. No, I'm just trying to like. Um. I'm just trying to think what other. Uh, I ruined your momentum. Yeah, I, yeah, I, think, no. I think it's just this one was just a little weird to me, and the the whole it thing, it was kind of all over the place. Like yeah. honestly, like for me, like I kind of knew some of the storyline, but like when I tuned into that because I had like if if you haven't really been really like hardcore paying attention to like their storyline, you're like you don't know who's good or who's not. Mm-hmm. Like at first, like I was like, "Are ways are they turning on Miro or who this guy with him?" And you know what I mean. Like, if you don't recognize him, like not in like wrestling gear, you know what I mean. Like, you're, yeah, you we, get with Chuck. Yeah, you, Chuck is a little jarring to see him not be a part of the friends. <clears throat> yeah, so that's where that's where like or, I was yeah, like confused yeah. with stuff. I was like, "Wait a second, are they together and attacking Miro?" But like. But then I saw Miro with them. Like, I don't know. It, it was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So, way to go. You killed the momentum of great <laughs> wrestling winnings. My fault, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 not, not, not oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it was kind of funny, too, because, you know, Miro made mention of, oh, I've seen this before, and he, like, attacked, like, a big gift. <laughs> and thinking that Orange Cassidy was in the gift. Well... Miro himself, to to his, you know, to to his own admission, came from the cake. Why wouldn't he have checked the cake? Because he came out of a cake. So, you know, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. Oh yeah, that's another that's another one. Yeah, that one. I think that one honestly is what killed it. Like that that yes. the Lashley Lana one. I think honestly yeah. that one yeah. just just completely like. And, you know, it's just like the old soap opera adage. Like, you can't watch a soap opera and see somebody get married and there not be some crazy drama. And it's part of the entertainment. Like, I'm cool. It is what it is. But you're right, though. I mean, you went through that list. There have been some really good ones. So I guess I can't completely say it's a terrible And who? And now now here, real quick, wrestling weddings. And, And I honestly just learned this the other day. So when Uncle Elmer got married... On Saturday Night's Main Event back in 1985, okay, and like Piper came out and like was you know being heel Piper with everything. That he was actually getting married. Really? Like he actually like that was his actual wife that they were married for like seven years or whatever. Huh. Um, but that was an actual legit wedding. It was an actual minister. Everything. Wow. And then they actually got married, li- not live, but it was on Saturday Night's main event. So that that's that's like one. Existed. Yeah, that's like one of the original like wrestling, probably like the first wrestling wedding. But yeah. I guess it, it's I just happened to be reading some stuff. Um, sometimes I'll sit at work and I'll be like, yeah, I wanna. So I'll read like, I'll try to look up things like all right, wrestling stories that you know or urban legends and stuff like that or whatever, or, or stories that are actually true that you thought maybe weren't true. And that story popped up. 
So that just got me thinking. You started talking about wrestling weddings. So, hmm. all right, well, good to know. Thank you for bringing that up. That's why you're our historian, the mm-hmm. historian, the historian. My last one, for or against WWE editing out Nia screaming about her hole. Okay, I am totally against editing that out. Come on. Because here. <laughs> and the thing is, I don't think they are because it was on SmackDown tonight. Oh, was it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> so, Shane, uh, excuse me, uh, Bianca and Sasha are in the ring. You know, Bianca comes out and is like, hey, girl, you know, I'm going to challenge you for your title and all that, maybe, or, you know, you all that and everything, whatever. So now I had Shane come out. I'm sorry, That's like my impersonation ever. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Naya and Shane had come out and they're talking and stuff, and they're like, um, "I don't think you something about like uh, something embarrassing that happened to her." So like they show a clip, and it it wasn't what you think it is, and they pan back, and Bianca's like, "Uh." Uh-uh. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> and Nia's like, don't you dare do it. Don't you dare. And, and they show it. Of the, And then they showed it, her screaming, my hole. Oh, okay, okay. And, 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 and then getting pushed through the table. So 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 basically they start getting into it. Mm-hmm. And, the, and they both push her off the apron on SmackDown, and it happens to her again, okay? Oh, my God. So she, so she lands on her hole. But before she says anything, she just bites her fist. (laughs) (laughs) I love love that they're kind of going all in on this. So, you know, there was some reports that on the on the on the versions of the show that aired after, like they, they edited that part out of it. And maybe it was like the the UK version because they they have different restrictions and you know Canada has different restrictions on what they can play and what they can't. So maybe maybe that might have been what they were talking about. But overall, though, first of all, you know that match was fun to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. I, Naya and how she was selling things and the shit that she was talking during the match, like she was really playing up to the to the no crowd like she was just being loud and 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 it was funny because there's a part where where naomi was talking to her and she was talking shit to her and she was shut up trin like (laughs) her name's trinity but on tv she's naomi but she's telling trin to shut up it was it was just kind of funny like just totally breaking kayfabe and then there's another part you know where, where just just some of the some of the shit she was talking to, to Lana, and then when she dropped that leg and she threw that out there, like she was selling that like a champ, and she she brought all of that attention to her, so you actually didn't see Lana coming to throw her into the table. So then yeah. when Lana throws her into the table, you're you're actually I was actually really surprised, I'm like holy shit, Lana just won, and what happened to Nia's hole? <laughs> it's like, right. It just was... it's, I mean, they both. That was a. They both kind of got over in that match. Mm-hmm. You, you know yeah, what I mean? Without a doubt. Like L- Lana gets her, you know, all all the shit that she's been through with the tables, and and you know that was a big moment for her. But like, but Nia stole it with my whole. <laughs> and I don't know if that was what she intended to do, or if that was completely organic, if it just happened, but man, it was, it was fucking funny, and the memes, and the, the gifs, and the, 
the the cut songs and the auto tune that have come from that have been yeah have been great. <laughs> I mean, my hole is almost up there with a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if they if they start selling. Like and that's the thing they need to capitalize on it. They do, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't sit there and tell me like Chris Jericho wouldn't capitalize on that. Right. So they need to take a page out of his book and somehow like something. They capitalize I mean, on Titus World Slide. They need to capitalize on my whole. Uh, yeah. There needs I'm, to be my whole T-shirts out there this week. My whole T-shirts are like. Um, <laughs> hemorrhoid pillows or something (laughs) the the wrestlemania chair should just be like one of those uh one of those inflatable little pillows to sit on yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right well that was fun all right anything else before we close this out um you know one thing we didn't get to talk about since we've been back on the air will be real quick so for or against um the TNT title basically looking the same, but just black. I like it better with the black strap. Just me. I I do like it better, personally. No, I do too. But do you still like that they kept the same design though? Yeah, because the design doesn't bother me as much on a black strap for some reason. I think on red it looked a lot uglier than than it did in black. Okay. I I would have been fine with them keeping the title red with the silver design, but when they I, I don't know if maybe they thought it looked too much like the like the raw tag titles or whatever, but I, I like the the with the gold plating with the black back. I'm okay. I still don't like that they have the giant TNT in the middle of it. I, I don't I don't love that, but I do like it See, better in, in that capacity. Yeah, I I do like I don't mind the TNT. I think just because it's <laughs> like because it's the gold how it looks like gold. But like, but yeah, I'm the same way. Like, it, the TN the TNT should be smaller and the AEW should be bigger. But now, like we said before, maybe TNT was like, eh, this is kind of what we want the title to look like. Yeah, you know I what I mean. Since that. it's since they're on their network and whatever. But um, no, I do like it on the black. I really yeah. do. I think and I still like, and I I do like that the champion on the titles it's still in red though yeah that's like a night that's like just the perfect amount like nice touch i kind of wish the backing was maybe red yeah. or like a dark or dark red um i just thought that like the, like when they said oh we're retiring this title in honor of brody and then darby allen comes out the exact same title but just in black and i'm like well <laughs> did you really <laughs> did you really, really? retire yeah. this honor or did you just get a new strap <laughs> so um, speaking of titles, dude, somebody posted a picture of Roman with the winged eagle around his shoulder and said, can you imagine Roman walking around with this title instead? It looked fucking good. I wish that that was the, I wish that that was the universal <laughs> title design was the old, old winged eagle. Oh my yeah, God. I love it. Even, yeah, I know. I just, I don't, I know they didn't want to bring back the world heavyweight title. Yeah. They had the they had the unification and everything, you know, for a second time. But like, right. <laughs> it's the second time, third time. <laughs> yeah, let's see. We got rid of the world heavyweight title in two thousand one with Jericho, but then we decided eh, we're gonna split the brands and we'll just give Triple H a title, so we bring back the world heavyweight title, and then we unify it again <laughs> eleven years later. 
And now we bring back a second world title, if you want to call it that. So, yeah. I just don't, I don't know. I just, you know me in titles. Like, I just, I don't like cookie cutter championships. Mm. Like, to me, it's just lazy. It is. It <laughs> is. It's the same title, but blue. They're just trying, I, I think, I, more than anything, I think they're just trying to keep everything more clean. I, yeah, they're, they're, the cookie, cookie cutter is the best way to put it. And that's the, I get, I get where you're coming from there. I mean, the women's titles look the exact same. They're just colored differently. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, you know, anything extravagant. You know what I mean? Like, you look at the winged eagle. Like, the winged eagle is, like, detailed. Like, crazy. Mm. But, like, the universal title could just, like, I mean, it could have a big globe or something. You know what I mean? On it or something just different. Just not not the same. solar system. Yeah, I mean, but it could be a completely different shape. You know right. what I mean? Like, or something. I don't know. I'm just not... I'm not a fan of, it, like, it being blue, too. What, just because it's on SmackDown now? Like, it has to be blue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I understand that's a way to tell the title apart. Well, there's your problem. They should be two completely different designs. <laughs> you know? Right. Even, if it's not, even if it's something close to the World Heavyweight title design, but it doesn't have to have the same look on the plate. So, right. I don't know. That's just... I do not disagree with you. All right. All right. So we'll go and wrap things up. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the show. Make sure that if you don't already, make sure you're following us on Twitter and interacting with us. Just tweet to us at live your gimmick. That's at symbol followed by L I V Y O U R G I M M I C K Instagram under the same thing. Although I'm really bad about updating Instagram. I'll be the first to admit that. But uh, thank you again for listening to this week's show. If you do have Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. Leave us a comment. Um, for Kevin, fuck Michael. I am Jason, yeah. reminding you smarts out there to be a fan and always to live your gimmick. Goodbye. We'll see you next week. M-O-U-S-E. <laughs>